0: The California Technology Council's new CTC Benefits Trust combines groups of emerging technology companies to offer large company benefits to small businesses. This approach delivers employee benefit programs with better choices and at a lower cost. What's included? Medical dental, and vision options are available with additional employer and employee online resources to support simplified enrollment and administration. To learn more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash join. That's californiatechnology.org forward slash join. Anixa Biosciences is harnessing the immune system to both diagnose and treat cancer. It recently announced a licensing agreement with the Cleveland Clinic for a novel breast cancer vaccine that's being developed for both therapeutic and prophylactic use. Its lead candidate is a CAR-T cell therapy in development for ovarian and other solid tumors. We spoke to Amit Kumar, president and CEO of Anixa, about its strategy to pursue both therapeutic, and diagnostic products, its partnership with leading research institutes, and its development strategy going forward. Amit, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Dan.
0: We're going to talk about Anixa Biosciences, its recent license agreement with the Cleveland Clinic for a Novel Breast Cancer Vaccine. how this fits into the company's broader cancer immunotherapy and diagnostic businesses. For listeners not familiar with the company, perhaps you can begin by providing a a brief overview and history of uh, Anixa.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Um, Anixa is really an older company that was founded in the 1980s, and uh, it was founded as an electronics company. But about two years ago, um, I came in as CEO of the company, and we reinvented the company uh, focused on biotechnology and specifically on a number of approaches to battling cancer using, using um, uh, knowledge gained about the immune system over the last few years. Um, and so we're now exclusively a biotech company. We're working on three different projects. The first project is a liquid biopsy or a technique for early cancer detection. Uh, the second project is a therapy that we are developing for ovarian cancer. And then the third project is, is the subject of the license agreement recently with the Cleveland Clinic where de- we're developing a breast cancer vaccine to prevent even the onset of breast cancer.
0: So this is not only a therapeutic, but also a prophylactic vaccine. What is it, and how does it work?
1: Uh, Yeah, it is exactly, the goal is for this to be a prophylactic vaccine, which means it's a preventative vaccine similar to vaccines that we are commonly used to that uh, protect us from things like mumps and measles, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the way it works is that there is a specific protein that's been identified that shows up on, in the breast uh, of women who are nursing. And this protein doesn't show up on any other organ system in the body, <clears throat> but and this protein disappears when a woman is has completed nursing. But it turns out that this protein arises again if the woman contracts breast cancer, and specifically a type of breast cancer that's very aggressive called TNBC, triple negative breast cancer. Um, And so what we want to do is we want to teach the immune system of women over 40 who have uh, gone through childbearing and are not going to have any more children, uh, hence they're not going to be nursing, we want to teach the immune system of these women to destroy these cells that become cancerous that are expressing this protein. And by doing that, if we're destroying these cells as they arise, the cells don't have enough ability to gain critical mass and become a tumor. So our goal is to just eliminate the onset of of a tumor completely in uh, in breast tissue.
0: The U.S. Department of Defense funded the preclinical testing as well as uh, two phase one studies. What's the DoD's interest in this technology?
1: Well, the Department of Defense has been funding cancer research and specifically breast cancer research work for quite some time. They funded. Uh, billions of dollars worth of cancer research over the last couple of decades. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and the DOD has a very extensive process for peer review and evaluating potential grants, and they obviously uh, provide funding for the most promising opportunities. Obviously, the DOD is interested in funding things that, could be revolutionary, and this is one of the technologies that could be revolutionary. It's not necessarily directly related to the Department of Defense's uh, mission, but the DOD has funds that they use to fund cancer research, and this is one of those uh, very, very promising projects that they've decided to fund.
0: What's the clinical path forward?
1: Uh the first step is to do a phase one clinical trial, or in fact in this case we're going to do two phase one clinical trials. Phase one clinical trials are designed to look at the safety of the potential drug, or in this case the vaccine, Um, but they always have some windows to efficacy to see how uh effective it is. Successive to phase one, uh based on the data that we get, we will choose dosages and um, frequency of uh, administration for a Phase two trial, which will be done on a larger group of patients. And then successive to looking at that data, we will go into what is called a pivotal or a Phase three trial, where we will do uh, a larger number of patients at multiple centers to evaluate whether the effectiveness of this vaccine is as we hope it is.
0: If you're testing it as a prophylactic vaccine, are you going to require a very large, long-term study to to test that out?
1: That's right. So we we will be looking at, looking at long-term prospective studies where we administer the vaccine to high-risk patients and evaluate uh, how they respond over a period of time. However, there are other biomarkers and clinical uh, determinants that will be able to help us determine if the vaccine is is uh, showing some level of effectiveness uh, before we uh, complete multi-year study uh, looking at uh, what percentage of women uh, actually contracted cancer and what percentage did not.
0: You mentioned your work in ovarian cancer. The immunotherapy program is focused on cer therapies. This is a, a technology you licensed from the uh, Y-Star Institute. How do these therapies compare to CAR-T therapies, and how broadly applicable might they be? Are they only applicable in ovarian cancer, or might these cells work elsewhere?
1: Uh, so our cer therapy, <clears throat> we call it CER-C-E-R-T therapy because uh, we're, Utilizing, uh, capabilities, uh, of an endocrine, um, process, uh, or hormonal process, um, as opposed to the traditional, uh, antibody, uh, car- cars that are used in traditional CAR-T therapy. But basically it's still CAR-T therapy. It's just a very different flavor of CAR-T therapy. What we do is we utilize, uh, we're targeting a specific receptor on the ovarian cells called the follicle stimulating hormone receptor and we're targeting it with a follicle stimulating hormone, which is the protein that over millions of years of evolution has learned to bind to that receptor. Um, and we tied the protein, the the hormone protein, to a T cell, which is uh the stormtrooper of the immune system and we direct that T cell to the ovarian cells, and once the T cell binds to that ovarian cell, as directed by the follicle-stimulating hormone, then the T cell will destroy that ovarian cell. It turns out that the mechanism of action allows us, we we believe will allow this process to work also in other types of tumors. Though we haven't done the studies yet, We believe that there may be opportunities for other tumors. We certainly want to go after ovarian cancer first because that's clearly an unmet need. Um, However, after we've begun the clinical trials in ovarian cancer, the clinical trials meaning human trials in ovarian cancer, we anticipate evaluating animal studies in other types of cancers to see if this approach might work in uh, other tumor types.
0: When do you expect to begin clinical studies, and what role does the Moffitt Cancer Center have in this?
1: Uh, so, so our goal is to begin clinical trials uh, sometime early next year. Uh, we will file. We're we're going to shoot for filing our IND, which is in short for investigational new drug application. We'll file that by the end of this year, and then successive to. The FDA reviewing that and approving that we will begin the actual human trials at the Moffitt Cancer Center. Moffitt <clears throat> Moffitt is one of the top CAR-T cancer centers in the world and uh, we have, though we licensed this technology from the Wistar Institute, the Wistar Institute is a basic research center and they don't do clinical trials themselves. So we brought it to the Moffitt Cancer Center and asked them if they would be interested in working with us on completing all the work necessary to get into the clinical trials and then doing the clinical trials. So Moffitt is right now where all of the work is being conducted and the clinical trial will be conducted.
0: You're also developing a liquid biopsy platform called C-Check. This uses a a non-invasive blood test for early detection of cancer, it strikes me that you're taking a fundamentally different approach than most liquid biopsies I've seen, which look for circulating tumor RNA or DNA. How does C-check work?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, Dan. Uh, most other liquid biopsies are looking for nucleic acids, DNA or RNA that has been shed by the tumor. Um, often that uh, shedding results in a very, very small amount of that RNA or DNA in a pool or a background of large amounts of RNA and DNA that have come from normal cells or non-cancerous cells. Um, and so that can be a challenging uh, task and, and very expensive to conduct. Our C-check works by looking at the immune system and, um, we believe, and literature shows, that white blood cells, circulating white blood cells, which are cells that are circulating in the uh, in the bloodstream, um, show changes when there's a disease state. In fact, that's how we often identify infections, by looking at white blood cell count. In our case, we're looking at very subtle patterns that are different in pe- people who are tumor-bearing, relative to people who are not tumor-bearing. And those subtle patterns are discernible using machine learning or, or should, I should say, artificial intelligence. Um, they're really not discernible by eye, but, uh, but uh, if we use the techniques of artificial intelligence to distinguish, we're able to get really, really good accuracy. In fact, we've shown that in the case of prostate cancer, we have better accuracy than the traditional prostate-specific antigen test, which is typically used to identify prostate cancer, and in the case of breast cancer, we have better accuracy than mammography, which is typically used to identify breast cancer. We've demonstrated that this technique works for over 20 different types of cancers, and we believe it'll work for every type of cancer, but most of the data so far is on prostate cancer and breast cancer.
0: And how does it compare in cost and accuracy to, to other liquid biopsies?
1: So far, our accuracy that we've reported is better than uh, any accuracy for any other early cancer detection liquid biopsy that we've seen in the literature. And then I'm glad you asked about the cost because in our case, we're not measuring or, you know, or sequencing DNA which reduces the cost by orders of magnitude. We estimate that the cost for running our test is roughly about forty dollars, uh, whereas often when you have to sequence DNA, which is the traditional approach for liquid biopsy, the costs tend to be anywhere from two thousand all the way up to three or four thousand dollars.
0: And what's the, the path to market? Is this a, a CLIA model? Do you have to go through any kind of validation with the FDA?
1: Yes, our plan is to go down the CLIA pathway and launch this as a laboratory-developed test. Uh, We're shooting for launching the first version of the test, which will be for prostate cancer later this year. So we anticipate having uh, an initial launch with prostate cancer. We hope to follow that up with a breast cancer test and then ultimately additional types of cancer, eventually leading to what we think is a... Pan cancer test meaning meaning in the in the future, someone who goes to the doctor for an annual physical, just like the physician orders blood chemistries and other standard blood tests, the physician may order a C check test to evaluate the patient's cancer status, and uh, and we think we can identify multiple different cancers that way.
0: I think as a small company with a lot going on in in ambitious areas, there are certainly very well-heeled companies in in both of these areas that you're competing with. Most companies would find it enough to pursue either immunotherapies or liquid biopsies alone. What's the thinking in pursuing both a diagnostic business and a therapeutic business?
1: Well, uh, we've chosen to operate a very different business model than the traditional biotech firm. <clears throat> what we've done is we've established relationships with, you know, the top academic research centers in cancer in the United States, like the Cleveland Clinic, the uh, uh, Moffitt Cancer Center, and the Wistar Institute. And by doing that, we get access to some of their top personnel, world's experts in various areas, as well as access to their laboratories and infrastructure. And that allows us to work on a number of different projects, all of which are very, very high, uh, potentially very highly rewarding projects, both from the patient standpoint as well as the shareholder standpoint, um, yet we don't have to spend all a tremendous amount of capital building infrastructure to address all these projects internally. So by working under this strategic collaboration type of business model, we can operate in a number of different areas, which includes the diagnostic as well as multiple therapeutic areas. Uh, we have the resources, even as a small company, to do that.
0: Well, how do you plan to, to finance your activities going forward? And are you looking to partner, or are you looking to raise capital to do that?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, our goal is to, is to partner these technologies. We want to get these technologies to a point where a larger commercial entity like a biotech company or a big diagnostics company says we we find a lot of value in what you've done. We'd like to license this technology or buy this technology and develop a revenue-sharing model. So our goal is not to be a company that's building out big sales forces and creating a lot of marketing, sales, and distribution infrastructure, We want to work with people that already have that infrastructure, and enable them to take our products through to commercialization, and uh, we would share the revenue with them.
0: Amit Kumar, President and CEO of Anixa Biosciences. Amit, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, Dan, for having me.